0: Welcome to the Drivers' Line. I'm Greg. And I'm Jordan. And today, we're continuing our Naughty or Nice conversation, but this time... Yeah, we're heading over to the East, yes. so Japan and Korea. Yes. so we wanted to, you know, break down our uh, Naughty and Nice list by region, so we're continuing that with you guys today. And we're going to go ahead and start with Japan. So, yeah. my first choice on my Nice list, who's going to be getting a wonderful present this year, is going to be Toyota. Okay. With their new Prius. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's the motor trade car of the year. Well, that's not the only. Reason. I agree with you. <laughs> this is the first Prius that actually looks good. Yeah. Like I mean, physically, no. I understand you know looks aren't everything. Um, but this is the first Prius that you're actually going to look at and be like, hey, that's an attractive car. took a lot of you know notes out of i think you see a little bit of tesla model three in there you see some other folks in there too but it is a car that looks good and it looks so good that the folks at honda copied it for
1: their pralive concept (laughs) that's so true i mean it's almost an identical front end
0: (laughs) yes but you know that notwithstanding like you actually get a little bit more performance out of your prius now so the prius uh actually is up to i think like 180 horsepower right and Mm -hmm. i think uh, nearly 200 with all-wheel drive yeah and just not a bad performer now. Like It's something that can sneak up on cars, especially at a stoplight, you know, when it uses that hybrid power to get off the line. And our friends at Everyday Driver
1: actually put some good tires on one, and they compared it to a GTI, of all yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually put this on my nice list, too, for, for Japan, because, <laughs> I mean, it really just, like, changed the market when, when it comes out. It's like, wow, this is actually attractive. Right. Um, and I could potentially see myself driving it. So, and I think that's ultimately where we want to move as a society is you know some people don't necessarily need uh to burn gasoline on their way to work or at least be a little more efficient doing okay. it so uh, if we can make that an attractive choice to people right. uh, maybe we could save some gas for the folks of us who like to burn it at the track yes we like to burn it in the you track I mean? so
0: please save a little bit for us but you know the prius prime it's plug-in
1: hybrid right yep. so you can actually take that as long as you don't have a long commute you can yeah. commute purely on electric power yeah so i mean i think the fact that you know it was interesting direction a the Toyota went with the Prius because I mean it's just as efficient we're not really seeing any huge efficiency gains necessarily it's the performance that we're right. seeing and the styling yes. which I think is a really interesting choice that they made. Exactly um, so yeah it, it's kind of interesting because
0: previously it was so focused on looking unique and miles per gallon right? yeah, so that was yeah, really yeah. the focus and so now they've kind of pivoted and be like hey maybe we can draw in some new folks into the Prius crowd there you go. by making it look attractive and you know
1: putting a little performance in there too. Hey, so well done, Toyota. No call for you this time. Uh, yeah, well, uh, another choice uh, that I had for our good list, uh, shifting out of the Prius, uh, would be still staying in a Toyota camp. Yeah, uh, and it's the uh, <clears throat> choice that I think I didn't actually see myself coming to until I realized they're actually making a performance hot hatch. And that's the the Toyota GR Corolla, right? So we're seeing an an insane engine, a a (laughs) turbocharged three cylinder, cylinder, 1.6, but it's putting out like 300 horsepower. It's a 40
0: little thing, like
1: 100 horsepower per cylinder. It's crazy. Nuts to think about. Yeah. So it's the most powerful three
0: cylinder ever. And it looks like (laughs) a homologated rally car. It's got the the fender flares, got almost like boxed fenders on the back of it, and just is one of the most unique looking things coming down the road, and it's just a Corolla at its heart.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Toyota's been lambasted, right, for being so boring, so plain, and I think the direction that they're going here, all these performance offerings that they've been coming out with. Supra, 86. Yeah. I mean, just Corolla. Yeah, and Yaris overseas, unfortunately, we don't get that one, but I mean, it's a fantastic entry, and it has such a, like, maniacal character to it It that, like... When you look at other cars in its segment, GTI, uh, <laughs> they, that just continue to get more, like, further away from their roots. Yeah, they're a little know? bit more sedate. Yeah.
0: This thing is just a Yabo.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So,
0: <laughs> uh, keep like, it crazy, yeah. Toyota. We love it. I know. Actually, I mean, you got to give uh, Toyota kudos just for the whole direction they're going yeah. in right now. and We just love it. So, keep it up, guys. Yeah. More presents coming your way. There you go. So, another brand that has uh, started doing some interesting things, and... Um, i'm gonna we'll see if you can go ahead and pick this from what i'm saying okay <laughs> but it's japanese obviously mm. straight six okay suv huh. mazda <laughs> 690 yes. yeah <laughs> you get a turbocharged straight six something you would expect to find on a vmw you're finding it on a mazda now rear wheel drive based mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can obviously still get an all-wheel drive you can get a rear wheel drive turbo Straight six SUV from Mazda. Yeah. Mazda driving dynamics Mazda build quality. I mean, what an outstanding opportunity and a crisp I clean say, exterior. Yeah, Oster- exterior looks okay. I'm I'm not. You don't like uh, the exterior. I'm not All in love, right. love with it. Okay, it's a little right. bit. I think they I think they went a little safe. Is really yeah. the I can see that probably happened well, yeah. So I mean, you know, they obviously know it's one of their bread and butter cars. Yeah. They don't want to stray too far,
1: right?
0: And make it you know something that really you know is their next evolution of design language, but. They went a little bit restraining. No,
1: appeal to the masses. Right. And yeah.
0: you know, you kinda of understand that yeah. I mean, wonderful materials inside. Still the seven passenger seating. Yep. Everything yep. that you come to love from the previous CX9, it's just that everything about it is elevated. Yeah. And it's still reasonably priced.
1: It it really is. For what you get, I mean, it should be on more people's shopping lists, it really honestly. Be. And
0: yeah. I've only seen maybe a couple on the road, which is a little bit surprising it since is. it's been out for almost the entirety of twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah. But well, um, staying with Mazda for another pick uh, for their nice list, I gotta give props to Mazda for being one of the only companies who still is producing a two-door light roadster. Oh. Miata is always the answer. Yes. Miata is always the answer, and um, you know, for for sticking to their roots, this is something I really enjoy. Uh, that Mazda has come out with this segment. You know, way back in the late 80s and now is sticking with it and is still going forward with it. We saw a light update to the Mazda Miata this year, or the MX-5, excuse me, uh, <laughs> this year. Um, and we know that, you know, eventually they're going to be going electric too, um, sadly. But uh, they're sticking to their roots, uh, and it's something that other companies are trying and, you know, trying to team up to do it for. And Mazda's just doing it on their own. Uh, even letting Fiat bear, borrow right. borrow it a little well, bit, right. but you know,
0: Mazda's always done it better, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's been one of the interesting things. There have always been challengers. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, the capital from right. General Motors. Right, right, right.
0: You had you know, the cross, the the Crossfire convertible, yep. <laughs> wasn't that great? But, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you lots of challenges. Imitation, along the way, right? And you know, no one has ever been successful about it yeah. the way Mazda has. So, right. you know, they have done grassroots racing. They've, you know, have you know, you know, lots of fan clubs and things of that nature as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Hits on all these different levels to different pieces of that audience that love the roadster experience. And as a two-time Mazda Miata owner, there you go. You know, I could not agree more. So, well well, well I, I thought you might have picked it, so <laughs> I held back. All right. All right. So we want to head to the naughty I side. Yes, we're
1: going to have to. Yes, all right, yeah. the naughty
0: side of our Japanese manufacturer. So we've been nice to Mazda. It's time to be a little bit mean. Uh oh. And I've chosen another Mazda with MX in the name.
1: Oh, I think 30. 30. So Mm
0: -hmm. Mazda tried to make a little foray into the whole (laughs) EV segment, and they did it very poorly. Yeah. So the Mazda MX-30 is a little EV SUV. It's not that big, um, so it doesn't offer a lot of utility. Nope. It doesn't offer much range either. It's about 100 miles of range. I think 105 um, miles of range, which is just not what anybody's going to need. Like I think that's even worse than a Leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it costs more And that's
1: old technology. Yeah. It's
0: just very, very old technology. It doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And it
0: makes so little sense that Mazda is actually killing it
1: after 2023. Yeah. Didn't sell many of them. No. Didn't sell many of them at all. It's a shame because, I mean, there were some interesting features about it, like that cork trim interior, kind yeah. of playing back to the Mazda's roots, but that that fun part of it just didn't really carry over to the driving experience and, and the usability of it, like you mentioned. I mean, it's just not a good choice in that segment and and people spoke to that. So. Yeah, that's a great call out, yeah. unfortunately. So, right, so coal um, in your stocking for that one. Who else is
0: getting a little bit coal?
1: <laughs> all right, well, I'm staying um, not with Mazda, actually, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: unfortunately, Mazda's taking a big sigh of relief, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, all <no>, right. <laughs> uh, we're staying away from them and going over to Infinity. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, dear friends at Infinity have been kind of just like lost, I think, for the last decade or so. Uh, and one of those has just not been given much love. And that's the QX80. It was pretty hideous when it came out. Has not gotten any better. (laughs) Um, Has pretty solid roots in that Patrol SUV. I mean, it's got extremely solid
0: off-road chops. But, you know, kind of like we talked about the 300 last week. Yeah. It's so dated. Yeah. It's
1: so dated. Yeah. Um, I I mean, you know, it's a shame because, like, that could be really a big moneymaker for Infiniti. Americans love their full-size luxury SUVs. Body on frame. I mean, look at what Lexus is doing with the new GX. Yeah. Infinity needs to do the same thing, take exactly. a page. So yeah, I would really like to see some more effort coming from Infinity on that QX80 and we'll we'll see what happens because mm-hmm. they're due for an update now. Uh but that is seriously long in the tooth. Yes, so really is. yeah, I yep. agreed. Well picking on Nissan a little bit more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. My next uh, choice that's gonna get a lot of calls cool is the Nissan Maxima.
1: Mmm. So uh, yeah. Four-door sports car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was one of my chief complaints is they back. They brought back the four-door sports car Mm -hmm. moniker for it, right? You know, it was on some of the original, the earlier ones, I think the second or third generation um, Maxima, when it kind of actually held up to the four-door sports car Mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, it was quick, um, nimble, it didn't weigh much. All of that's out the window now. All of it's gone. So they've got a car, um, and I looked this up, the brand new one with the (laughs) CVT and its 300 horsepower VQ is only a tenth of a second quicker than the 2002 maxima
1: oh my goodness which wow. had a five-speed auto yeah
0: and you could still that's the first year of the vq
1: that was but, attractive
0: yeah that was really attractive. <laughs> so, 20, 20 years ago yeah you get a Maxima with the same performance yeah. and that
1: looks better than the one you can buy brand new wow off the what a shame yeah, yeah. i mean they really let that go <laughs> yeah, I, know, it's just, I mean
0: it's really really sad because the Maxima is always a car that i kind of like
1: yeah yeah you know the the
0: ah, those earlier generations just looked so good and were yeah. sporty yeah. it was something that you were like hey i can see myself driving this but The new Maxima, no.
1: It was a solid alternative to the Altima if you wanted to step up a little bit, but now they're like, they're so close also in their segments, I just don't see how that's really working out at all. Exactly, it's just, it's a
0: premium Altima. Yeah. What's the point?
1: Yeah, exactly. No one's looking for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, still from Land and Rising Sun, we got our dear friends Mitsubishi. Oh. And here I'm just going to call out the entire brand, folks, because there's not much to it left. No, there isn't. Like, what do they still make? Yeah, It's the Eclipse Cross. Ugh. And, I mean, we had the Mirage, and that's dying. The they're Mirage killing that dying? off. Really? Yeah, they're it's killing right? that one off. So Because that's, like, that's like one of the prototypical small yeah, cars. exactly. So, you know, one of our cheapest offerings here in the United States is going to be going away. So we're left with a crossover SUV that's named after
0: a, a sports car. Sports
1: car. It's just a shame what Mitsubishi has become. Honestly, um, I mean, we were, you know, a couple, over a decade ago, I'll, I'll admit, we had the Evo, right? Yeah, we had the Evo. I mean, we had an Eclipse. Yeah, what a fantastic I mean, Evo that was. The wasn't
0: that great back then, but oh, fair. If you go back <laughs> another generation, the Eclipse <laughs> was really, really good. Yeah,
1: but they were like they were a really interesting brand. They were trying new things again, kind of sticking their neck out on the line with some new technologies. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a plug-in hybrid SUV i mean such a shame it, from
0: from the from the company that brought you the galant vr4 yeah the 3000 gt yeah. the eclipse gsx <laughs> the evo <laughs> now you have the eclipse cross
1: SUV it's just really sad and i'm not sure that things are really going to get better for him because People forget about Mitsubishi at this point. Yes, myself included. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, until we co- we're coming up with this list, I'm like, well, what, could, what what's bad from Japan nowadays? Yeah, well, I mean, art. there's not much. And Japan then makes a lot wait, of really great cars. There's Mitsubishi. Yeah, there's Mitsubishi kind of yeah. thing out there. Which it's is a shame. I'm not sure what we're gonna see from Mamas in the future at this point. I feel bad giving them a lump of coal yeah. because
0: it's like hitting a child with a stick while they're down. <laughs> but
1: unfortunately, they
0: are still an auto manufacturer, yeah. and they need to do a little bit better. So. We'll keep an eye on you, Mitsubishi. We're rooting for you.
1: We're absolutely rooting for you. We would love to see something fresh. Yeah, we need something
0: fresh. All right, now we need to move on to Korea, and we're going to go ahead and start with our nice list. So Jordan, why don't you get us off?
1: Yeah, so um, my nice list starts off with the Hyundai Ionic 5N, which is coming to the United States. Now, EVs, it's kind of hit and miss, Uh, but this one is just bonkers, what Mm -hmm. they're doing with it. An incredible amount of horsepower coming out of this this vehicle, which I mean, it's expected with yeah, EVs. I mean, they're
0: yeah, heavy. That's what they do. They're heavy. They need to make it up with horsepower, and they do it extremely well. and They've got you know zero torque, so I mean, <laughs> torque from zero RPMs rather than <laughs> a lot of torque.
1: Yeah. So I mean, what we're seeing with the with the end line here is a lot of focus, obviously, on driver engagement, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not necessarily just about hitting that perfect apex, but it's about having fun on track too, right. uh, and the this one. Does like insane drifts around corners. Drift mode. Yep. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a little bit,
0: little bit tough
1: to use. I I watched a
0: Top Gear review yeah. on this, and he's he right. Yeah. yeah. You but that's fun right. so, of it. It's just like anything else, right? Like I mean, you just have to understand the you know quirks and features of your car. Yeah. And uh, you know try to understand how to best use its power and different features that it offers. But I just, I, I love this choice. I really do because yeah. the Ionic Five by itself. Really great EV. Yeah. yeah. And then giving it the entry mint, they're just going to elevate it to a new level. And this is what EV manufacturers need to do. Yeah. yeah. They need to make cars that are driver-focused. They need to do it because they all have one calling card. Every EV has it. Four power. Acceleration.
1: Acceleration. Yeah. yeah. They can accelerate yeah. fast yeah. in a straight yeah. line. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, we had that uh, BMW event where we drove the <laughs> i50. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever, yeah. M i-450 i-450 yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the thing was bonkers BMW in a straight BMW. Line. Yeah. yeah it was bonkers in a straight line and we had a lot of fun doing that two or three times yeah and i got old and then after that That's it was kind of like okay yeah.
1: what's next what's next
0: there's nothing there's yeah. nothing else and it's it's a soulless appliance yeah and so i think you know um hyundai bringing this to an end line vehicle is just going to take you to that next level and they're really working hard They're trying to bring some of that engagement in. The sounds are a little bit weird. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, at least they're trying. So I I have to give them a lot of credit for that.
1: Absolutely. We see you. We see you. Good choice. Good choice.
0: So next on my list that's going to get a present is uh, Kia. Ah. And it is going to be the Kia Stinger. Oh, nice. Okay. So the Stinger is something that I'm glad they're still making. But at this point, it's also a little sad. Mm -hmm. Because this is the last year for the Stinger. Mm -hmm. So Stinger is going into retirement. But I wanted to give... Kia kudos for bringing that along mm-hmm. making a nice high horsepower alternative to something like an Audi S5 Uh-huh.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's really just a great competitor for that it offered a much lower price You know with you know the the traditional Kia warranty So I mean, it's just a great car. I hate it that it's going away But you know understand that they have to start, you know considering the economy the, the, um Economics of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the singer is a good choice for a car that deserves uh, some praise because um and it brought it brought Kia to a place where it wasn't before right, right. i mean Kia was econo kind of boxes beforehand uh, the Stinger was really one of its Kia's first forays into that performance kind of mindset yeah. and we're seeing more and more kind of fun cars coming out of Kia and, and Hyundai as well uh obviously as we just mentioned um it was something different yeah, a- and and we love to see automakers kind of risk that
0: yeah the, the styling was cool it yeah. was the hatchback corridor design yeah. i mean it just it took you you a got lot the best of bucks, both worlds yeah. you got that hatchback it's versatility drive, and styling. Drive. i yeah. mean just it was just a really, absolutely. really cool car. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so uh,
0: consider putting one in the garage at the point, but yeah. end up going with something else. But it wasn't just
1: for the fact that it wasn't a great car. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, so um, sticking with the Hyundai-Kia brands. That's about <laughs> all they the got. Car, yeah. um, another, I think, a really great call-out would just be the Genesis line in general. Um, yes. I think that they have really done a great job of looking at what... Other brands have done when they start off their luxury brands, like Lexus, for instance, and accelerating that even faster. Um, The first Genesis brand, they were a little funky, a little funky, like the coupe and the sedan that were under the Hyundai brand at first.
0: Yeah, they were under the Hyundai brand, so they... Uh, they you didn't know, didn't quite have the luxury trappings that right. you expect, but right. now they've
1: elevated that, and I'd honestly place them
0: ahead of Infinity at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they have really standout interior design. Um, although I will say, I I might be in a minority for this one, but the refreshed uh, GVs, I got, I feel like they've lost a little bit of their soul on the interior. I know that the. Quirky, weird oval steering wheel was something to get used to. I know. Uh, But I just found it really interesting. Uh, I I know.
0: Um, But all the quilted leather you could ever ask
1: for. Exactly. Quilted means luxury, right? We know that. But, I mean, they are putting stuff out at a price also that's pretty reasonable Mm -hmm. for what you're getting. Incredible technologies like the like the UV cleaning of your phone. I mean, I no one's doing that. I mean, who's thinking about this know, stuff? Nobody. Uh And I mean, you're also getting some fun performance out of them too. Mm-hmm. Are we talking like BM, the BMW level performance? Not yet. No, but not no one's quite, but asking I mean, for that just quite yet, that, right? They're bringing the their brand. 3. Three
0: liter twin turbo. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna zip you right along. Yeah, it's, it's in almost every Genesis vehicle. And yeah. I have to say, I'm just gonna call out this one in particular. Yeah. Um, I love the GV70. Yeah the way the back end slopes a little bit, it reminds me so much of a 928. Yes, that is true, <laughs> I know. It's such a cool design, Yes, and it's unique in the segment. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really just love it, I have to call it out. Absolutely. So good choice, yeah. good choice.
1: All right, now it's time for the naughty list. Time for
0: the naughty list mm. from our Korean brands. And yeah. I'll go ahead and kick us off. Okay. Cause this is probably gonna be pretty short, but and Korean brands make so many great cars, it's really, really hard for us to find something that's not in. Yeah. So we're going to have to nitpick a little it's bit true. here. Yep. And so I'm going to nitpick really hard on the Alatra's design. Ah. So the 2023 Elantra is the last year they're kind of using this design. They've improved it for 2024. So thank you, Hyundai. But for the current version, it really doesn't look that good. It's a bunch of mis- mismatched lines and yes. shapes
1: and... Super busy.
0: Yeah. just very, very busy and doesn't really look that great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great call-out. I mean, we know what they're capable of, and thankfully they're making a move to that decision. But, yeah, there's just some odd choices on that vehicle, (laughs) for sure. All right, well, uh, my first uh, naughty list is going to be interesting because it's on Greg's good list. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for a slightly different reason, and that's the Stinger. So, um, like you said, the Stinger is a great choice for for something that, you know, really brought Kia to a, a place where it wasn't before. And I just found it so interesting, and, and it was on my, one of my lists too to, to, to uh, cross shop and vehicles. But I, I just wish they would have stuck with it. Um, I think that bringing the Stinger into the EV world could have offered it some more uh opportunities in terms of versatility mm-hmm. and driving fun. Um, I can just only imagine what like a Stinger and you know type exactly. situation would be. It would have been very, um, very cool. I, I mean, just, yeah,
0: yeah, it's just it's a car that deserved a second
1: generation. It did, yeah. I just, I would, we let the Stinger just kind of die out there. And, and and I just really hate that for him because it's such a unique vehicle.
0: Yeah. It died on the vine, which is just yeah. so sad to see for something that was so
1: unique. Yeah. And just kind of stood alone yeah. in the brand. Such a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, and speaking of disappointments, um, I'm going to go stick with Kia, unfortunately. Hate to beat up on Kia, because like you said, it was really hard to find ones like on my naughty list. But again, nitpicking here, but Kia Soul. Now, I'm not going to pick on the Kia Soul for what most people think about. Oh, it looks like a lunchbox, you know, a <laughs> hamster mobile. I mean, you know, it's a unique vehicle in its segment. I mean, it's got a lot of space. They're, they seem to be relatively reliable for right. what we're finding. Yeah. And, I mean, economical. Um, but I think when the, when the Soul first came out, it was a really standout in terms of design. And every iteration since then has gotten more, like, blobular. And sad-looking <laughs> yes. uh, and and I just like that's not helping it at all uh, I think the first one was pretty sharp and now we've gotten worse and worse and worse right and something in the
0: segment kind of needs to be a happy car
1: yeah like, yeah I mean,
0: we, we don't really need to like you know oh anthropomorphize yeah right you know cars I fancy mean, it's just it's hard for us not to just yeah. as human beings right Yeah. we see a car's nose we see a face exactly and
1: I mean, this one's so like sad. Doubt, without a doubt, the
0: Kia Soul's face has gone frumpy. It's gotten yeah. sad. It's like, please kill me. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to exist. <laughs> but it, it should be like a fun little run around yeah, car. Exactly. That's what it used
1: to be. Yeah.
0: They did such a good job of pulling that forward with their design previously and it's just gone completely out the window. Yeah,
1: no one needs a sad ag- and yet aggressive Kia Soul. No. I mean, that's not what we need. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. curious what they're going to end up doing. I doubt they're going to kill it off. It's a pretty popular car. That's so popular. hopefully they just add some spice to it.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well my last choice is the uh, Sorento plug-in hybrid yes it's very boring um, <laughs> part of the reason it's on the list but yeah. you know a lot of folks probably aren't, aren't very familiar with this so what, what that actually gets you is a plug-in hybrid with a 1.6 liter engine fun yeah um, combined I think it's about 260 horsepower which is not that bad, no, not bad. Yeah. but you know you don't get much range mm-hmm, range mm-hmm. is very very minimal yeah. Um, And you're paying $50,000 for the pleasure of having it, which is a lot of money for a Sorento. Yeah. I will say that gives you the SX trim, which is one of the higher trim levels within the Sorento range, but um, 50 grand for a Sorento just doesn't really compute. And it's just... Not, not a great place you want to be. There's a lot of better options in the gas segment if you want to rent Right.
1: Um, obviously, a little bit worse fuel economy, but, but- You're not getting much better fuel economy anyway. I mean, like, what's, <laughs> how much more are you possibly getting? Yeah,
0: you're not getting much. So the price premium could buy yeah. you
1: a lot of gas. Exactly. So that's exactly. that's the
0: kind of unique situation you find yourself yeah. in with some of these early plug-in hybrids.
1: Um, so it just yeah. really
0: doesn't present a lot of value for you. Yeah, so for that reason, I'm going to give them up a lot of coal.
1: Yeah, technology has moved on. I mean, yes. the thing you can do better in that for, for sure, so. Yeah, a lump of coal coming your way for that coming one. Coming your way, yep,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, well, appreciate you guys tuning in for us. This is our last naughty and nice episode for the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, next week, to ring in the new year, we're going to come forward with some manufacturer resolutions. These are resolutions we like to see that make, but they probably won't. Yeah, we'll
1: see what we come up with.
0: Yeah, see what we come up with next week. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you then. See